Hi, WhiskeyTube. Welcome to the uh, DBS Tasting Room. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We will be looking at the Tomatin or Tomatin Distillery and looking at their 18-year expression. They were established in uh, 1897 in the Highlands region of Scotland. And the name Tomatin in Gaelic actually means Juniper Hill. Yeah, um, from what we've read, actually, believe that the reason that they, they used that term for the name of the distillery in 1897 was when they were illicit. So prior to that, they would use the juniper bush to uh, fuel their, their uh, whiskey process because it actually produced little to no smoke. Uh, so much more efficient, when I say efficient, but peat, you know, obviously was the, the, the primary fuel source in Scotland at the time. And uh, it just, it smokes a lot, clearly. Not the, none of the science behind that, obviously, but that's fine. Uh, so, but it's an interesting little fact. Um, and you know, juniper is funny because you know we have a lot of stills uh, now, even in America and and in most countries around the world, where uh, gin tends to be that other alcohol that they'll make with it. And this juniper berry is kind of the, what they use, and it's like that 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 commonality there. Yeah. So it's neat to see that there's some uh, some draw there and play with the word in the name of the distillery. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the pour. No, let's do it. Why not? Shall we? It's got a great color. A little lighter than than some uh, you know whiskeys that we've seen. Uh, with this maturation, this 18 year, um, but not that that means anything. Yeah. It's just we always talk about color. Yeah, always. No color additives, and so the Tomatin 18 is uh, sitting at 46% ABV, um, and it's done uh, obviously 18 years and finished in Oloroso sherry butts, so American oak for the the majority of its maturation process. Don't know if it's a double oak or if they they mix it and they blend it later. Um, you know, again, I think you've seen some of our other podcasts where we talk about that process. This one specifically, we do know that it's done in, sh in uh, sherry butts, so you're going to get some sweetness. You're going to get, uh, you may not get as deep of, you know, dried fruit sweetness. You may get a little bit more uh, ripened fruit, so some fleshy stuff. All right, uh, let's jump into it, shall we? We'll jump in the nose here. My favorite part. Yeah, always. I, I, I agree. I think for me, nosing is, is yeah. definitely the, the top piece. It's where you get most of the flavors anyways, because I'm going to say 80 or 90% of what you're going to taste is from your nose, yeah. specifically with the whiskey. This one's got a really fresh nose. Um, it, it, it's very fruity in a light fruit way. And what I mean by that is I get like unripened banana. I get a lot of banana on this Yeah, one. I do get banana on this. And this is a Highland, so you know you don't always get banana from this uh, from that region uh, as a distillery. Speyside distilleries, you'll tend to get a ton of bananas. Like your Glen Levitts are gonna be really, really heavy in that. This one's, the, this specifically, get it obviously right off the bat from uh, Tomatin. I do get oak. What do you expect from an 18 year? I would because it's sitting in, in uh, you know that cast for quite some time yeah. um, and we know it's definitely not finished uh, for that long in sherry and uh, we'll talk about that specifically because of the color. So if you're watching YouTube you can see obviously that this is a, a lighter lighter whiskey. It's it's still got some some deepness to it, some gold some amber, but it's really, really light compared to some of the other, even younger whis whiskeys that we've had that are done in sherry casks. This might be one of the lighter 18 years that I've seen. I agree. And then and it's a little odd, actually. Not, not to be, you know, it doesn't really mean much, but it just not expected, I'm gonna say. But I'm definitely getting some, I'm definitely getting um, really, really light fruit. So maybe even apple yeah. on this one. Uh, some fig. Okay, I can, I can see that. And I'm going to go back to apple because I'm getting like a, a, a like a golden delicious, like a, a really light fruited apple 
uh, and retort, yeah. you know, non-bitter, non-sour, just kind of sweet and mellow. Some of the brightness is probably coming from the apple. Yeah. But I, I'll go back to a banana is, is, in, is here this for... Is the, it's the strongest. So uh, what else are you getting out of this nose, Donnie? Hmm. It's just mostly that banana. I might get a little leather, oddly enough. Yeah. For whatever reason, when I, I get leather, I normally get tobacco too, but I'm just getting leather on this side. Yeah, I can agree. Um, it's a little earthy, maybe even on the nose too. Light, very light. Not a lot of nutty flavor in it, but no. Um, and I'm not getting a ton of a ton of that that you know the barley no, taste. But not it, at all. It, you know, it's it's kind of prevalent, but prevalent. I don't know. It's it's light. Yeah. Let's let's jump into it, shall we? Yeah. Cheers. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So I'll tell you this. One thing that I like to do with my whiskey when I first taste it, there's a couple of things I do, yeah. is I like to chew it. I know it sounds odd for chewing whiskey. Um, this has got an ethanol punch though on the on the flavor. 100%. So the palate, you, you know you're drinking whiskey. So this is, uh, I'm going to say definitely more uncommon for a quote unquote sherried cask whiskey. Yeah. I expected a lot more sweetness from this one. Granted, I've had this before and we've done this. I haven't had this um, very often, so... It was nice to come back and revisit this uh, with everyone here, but I'll tell you right now, I would almost not even know that this was a sherry cask or finished in sherry. No. And it's probably just because it's done in the sherry butt, so you're not getting the entire cask there. No. Um, and, and I'm going to say most likely that's why we're getting that. Um, but this is much more reminiscent of a Highland, um, Highland you know, region whiskey outside of the banana flavor, if that makes any sense to you. I don't get a lot of banana flavor. A lot of that was on the nose. No. I'm it's, getting a strong chocolatey feel to it. And maybe it's the mouthfeel, but definitely a lot of chocolate for me on this. Yeah. There, there's some there's some sweetness going on here that's, it's almost bittersweet. So the chocolate's probably a good one yeah. to pull. Um, you know, and I use raisins a lot in my bitterness when I talk about that or coffee or toffee or, you know, mm -hmm. one of those um, combinations of the, of the three. But for this one specifically, it's more like bittersweet, light chocolate too. Yeah. Uh, not not sweet enough like cake chocolate, but you know, like you take a bite out of a of a piece of bittersweet chocolate. Yeah. Actual nougat. Uh, that's that's what I'm getting from this yeah, one. That's, that's that's big time for me. I'm getting a lot of that. A little granola. Mm -hmm. Kind of lingers on. It's funny because the granola. So when we I just mentioned on the nose, I don't get the barley. I get it on the taste though. Yeah. The palate there. It's earthy on the palate. It's a little vegetative almost too. So, and in, in, in that's a, a kind of an open word too, but it's it's definitely used in, in the description of, of whiskey specifically. And when I mean a vegetative, it's like a, you know, the plant, the plant based, not a flower, because flower is very floral, it's sweet. It has this kind of, those really light notes to it. This, absolutely not. This is, this is definitely away from that. Yeah. Um, if I have to search for like a little bit of brightness on this thing, I'd just say maybe a little bit of orange zest. Um, it's not, not a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't get too much orange in this personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, but that's everyone that's going to have a different yeah. uh, experience with whiskey and, and it's going to be subjective to what you're, what you're feeling. Right. And, we, and again, specifically for when you smell whiskey, your environment plays a huge, right. you know, play or is, comes into play immensely uh, when you can smell and taste in an enclosed environment and something that you can control you really really can hone your senses in and start picking some of those yeah. interesting flavor profiles out of a, out of a whiskey but this is not bad for an 18 year i'll say this 
I actually think this is a little bit more youthful, though, in its flavor profile, I would say. And I don't know if that's just because it kind of comes off a little lighter, um, or maybe brighter is a better term for it. Not just because of the color specifically, but it's, it's you know, I don't know, it's kind of in the middle there. I don't know if I would guess this is an 18-year if it was blind. Um, so yeah, maybe the middle of the road, I guess I wouldn't say this is an aged scotch, uh, but I don't know how to put it on the youthful side. I don't think you are either. Um, but no, it's no. just not quite what you'd expect from an 18. Um, so if you use a, you know, we use a scale of one through five, right? So we, we, we rank things when we, when we talk about specific nose, and, we, and I'll go over this again, nose, palate, finish, uniqueness. Um, but what, you know, when we get into the heart of our tasting profile, we talk about flavors, but we also talk about mm -hmm. characteristics that the whiskey brings outside of the standard, you know, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? So we use youthful and refined, basic and complex, um, how the finish is, if it's creamy, if it's watery, so on and so forth. So for this one, um, you take a look at our, our profile. The note should be up somewhere on the screen yep. now. And um, I want to say when I first tried this the other day, uh, I went more a little bit more refined on it, but that's like a four and a three. So you're sitting kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I, for me, it takes a lot to get into that five category, the really like deep category for a matured whiskey. And when I talk about refined flavor. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. You know, sure, 100%. Like, like, you know, we'll go back to that Glen Level 25, which is always on the top of our, yeah. you know, on the list of, of the whiskeys that we like. This is fair to put in the 3.5 range as yeah. far as the, the youthful versus refined. Yeah, I, you know, and I don't want to categorize stuff like that because I know it's, we do it, but there's a reason why. We do it because we like to, you know, look at it a little bit more analytical at the end of the day. I'm going to take and say, hey, if I want to say, show me all the whiskeys that we've tried and we've we've ranked that are in the four to five in, in its mm -hmm. um, either youthful or refined. It's nice to see what we've classified as a group in those categories because then we can make better decisions when we talk about other whiskeys to try or other whiskeys that we may want to purchase or, you know, throw into our bar or throw into like, you know, into that, that group. We can we can refer back to that as opposed to just saying, well, I remember when we had that the the you know Tumbleton eighteen that one day or the Dulces you know this other day. There, you know, it's it's much easier to have some kind of uh, data to, to back it up. I like yeah. more of the the revisiting aspect of it, just to say the more we're exposed to and the more we get involved, the farther along DBS comes, we're going to get exposed to like you know more aged products, the twenty ones, twenty fives. I'm hoping we'll have a thirty year. At some point, so oh, yeah. I don't think I've had one. So it's going to be interesting what, what we classify as youthful versus refined now and then two years from now. I agree. And I think you're right. You know, for us specifically, too, for the for the Tomatin um, or the Tomatin, I'm going to go back and forth with that, that term. Sorry. All the, I go, always say it, the we'll Gaelic words. Yeah, right. We'll say it both. Tomatin, Tomatin. If we're, we may be wrong on both of them. Uh, you can correct us. Yeah, we're fine. We can take the criticism. We can take the criticism. We'll throw up like a little Whoops. corrected. I am wrong right here. <laughs> yep. uh, so, but you know, I actually really enjoy this whiskey. It's it's inviting enough on the nose that it makes you want to dive into the pal, you know, into that taste a little bit more. But it's funny because I don't know if it carries. I don't know if the nose carries completely over into the palate, uh, mm -hmm. which isn't a turnoff. It's Maybe less common though, right? Mm -hmm. I, I definitely like when we can have a parallel between the the, the nose and the palate uh, all the way through the finish. But for this one, it's a little kind of almost haphazardly put together, right? Yeah, like I'm getting that. banana on the nose, and I'm getting you know some bit some bitterness. But where's the bitterness coming from? And then I'm getting there's like maybe a little bit of earthy and woody on the on the palate, you know. And and you know, I'll ask you, Donnie, specifically, you know, what do you think about the finish here? The finish here. It's middle of the road for me. It's got it's medium bodied, 
Um, it doesn't last too long, uh, but it's not one of those really short finishes where it's, so you take a sip and you're ready for that next sip right away. This one really, to me, kind of fits where I like it. Um, it's not my, my favorite, but I like it a lot when it's medium bodied because it can go in any scenario for me. At any point of the day, if you're you know, having your, your breakfast scotch, if you're having your weekend warrior, whatever it is, I feel like this can fit in any of those scenarios. I agree. This, this is a, a good fit for like a daily drinker. Um, mm -hmm. And it's priced around... It's under 70, right? Under 70, I think I got this one for 65 bucks. Yeah, so it's a pretty good price. I mean, for an 18 year, for, for something that's maturated that long, yeah. that's that's a really good price. Yeah. Uh, you, and, and don't always let maturation be the decision-making process for you when you go and buy whiskey. Just because something says it's 30 or 25 doesn't mean it's the best whiskey in the world. It means that there's going to be some character. And sometimes those really older whiskeys actually have imparted too much wood into the flavor profile. And if you don't like that, you're going to be turned off to it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the real happy medium for us is in that 14-year range where you just had enough. I've had enough of this wood. I've kissed it enough to really pull some wood off or, you know, that, that, that tannin out of the wood into the flavor of the profile for the whiskey. Uh, but not too far into, you know, 18, 21, 25, where it definitely the wood hits you. Well, it adds an extra layer of that complexity without pulling something away. Yeah. So if you know if you have too much that you know oaky or that wood taste, it actually is going to be harder to search for some of those other tasting characteristics that you're looking for. So this one is a, is a pretty good balance. It, it's definitely drying on the end. I don't know what it is with the whiskeys we've had lately, but they seem to be mismatched with the nose versus yeah. the palate, and they're either short or medium bodied, short you know medium finish, and kind of on the drying end. I think the next video we'll have to find something real oily, something full sweet, mouth, really? texture, or something well, like that. But yes, we we could always go back to the Avalar. I mean, you know, we can. That's like a five in finish because it's just uh, long and Avalar is the best. the best. And we've yeah, and the pronunciation there, Avalar, Avalar. I'll get it right. Okay, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's. We'll watch some some Scottish videos and ask people from Scotland directly how do you yeah. pronounce this. Um, I agree though, Donnie. I do think that the the palate or the nose to the palate to the finish here is disjointed. Yeah. This is actually the only Tomatin expression I've had so far. I've uh, been been reading about the twelve year recently, and that's looking. Like something I want to explore. I heard it's one of the best values you can get in Scotch. Yeah, I haven't had the twelve either. I've had the the, the Dulcas uh, expression, and you know um, my, our reviews for that are are somewhere around here. Yeah. Um, but I would say this is this is a buy. As simple as that. Yep. This, is, this is a pretty good expression. Uh, for sure. Fun. Yeah. Let's grab your glass. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to you. And from the Dram Bell Society, may you enjoy your dram one grain at a time. Mm.